Julie. Oh my god, she's doing it first! <laughs> you know, it's 2021, I'm mixing it up. Yeah, we. I mean, we have a lady in the White House, finally. <laughs> and you caught me off guard, we're doing it like this forever now. I don't know. Why don't I you like take it away, Danielle? I'll shut no, up. No, because I feel it's only right usually for you to start because you are the king of podcasts. And uh, up until a couple weeks ago, I used the mic on my um, <laughs> iPhone. Yeah. So you, more often than not, I'm happy to take your lead. But I don't know. It just jumped out of me today. You're so excited. You're so I know. full of life. Uh, your former home, New York City, is getting pelted with 18 inches of snow. While you're sunny Toronto, playing yeah. in the lilies, wearing shorts and the tank top <laughs> all day. Yeah, well, it's, it's brick here to use a New York term, but it's um, it's not snowing. Oh. We had a good dump of snow, but it's nothing like what New York's going to get. Womp, womp. Welcome people to the podcast. Tell them what we have in store today since you're oh, taking, my gosh, the, now since the, you're taking really the lead on. today. Now the pressure's really on. Well, today we're going to talk about <laughs> some Big Brother stuff. We're going to talk about our favorite new Disney Plus show. We're going to talk about the news, pop culture, and stonks. <laughs> and we're going to take a personal trip through Brett's um, day at Ikea. So where do you want to start, Brett? Uh, I just want to briefly talk about I've met a, a Swedish furniture, prefabricated furniture uh, retailer called Ikea. I went mm. to Ikea today and in the epicenter of the pandemic, Los Angeles County. And uh, you know what? For the, mo for the most part, everyone was doing the right thing. Everyone was wearing a mask. Everyone was staying far apart. They were only letting a few people in the store at once, uh, you know, encouraging distance. But I will say, and uh, Ikea is... Ikea is a tough place to go during the best of times. Mm. Oh, yeah. You you get into fights with your family, your loved ones, I, I, everyone. I was just going to say, if you want to test a relationship, go to Ikea with that person, what, no matter the relationship. And uh, the thing that was really interesting to me, I made sure the person I went with had a fucking plan. <laughs> yeah. first of all, otherwise, I wouldn't have even helped. You don't want to, you can't be noodling <laughs> around at Ikea. I will say that it's been about a year since like I've gone anywhere or done anything. And I felt so physically out of shape of <laughs> like just the walking around. Like I was in an Ikea for 75 minutes today and my yeah. legs, you know, when you're like at a amusement park all day and you're like, you're getting to get yeah. like pretty tired from walking around. That's how I felt after an hour of being there. And it was like, it was, that was the craziest thing was like, Oh my gosh, I remember this feeling of like, going to someplace for like a little bit too long and being like, hmm, my legs are a little bit tired. I'm getting a bit grumpy. <laughs> and it was just, I uh, down. yeah, it, I was, I was so happy to get out, but mm -hmm. it was just so, it was just so strange to experience that feeling of like, I'm a bit tired. I'm a bit grumpy. You know, I, nor, in normal times, maybe I'd get a, a soft pretzel. I was just going to ask, was the food option open? No. No, mm. you were not even allowed to bring food or beverage inside. They had a line to get inside. And, you know, there's some, I was there in the morning. There were some people with coffee. They're like, nope, you got to finish that coffee outside. Mm, no, very strict. That's good. That's good. Anyways, it, you know, it, it was crazy. I'm really sorry that we started off a podcast this way when there's hot Big Brother news. 
Well, it's just, you know, top of mind. I, I can't imagine a worse place to go during the pandemic or otherwise. But sometimes you need to buy that cheap furniture, those cheap utensils. I was assisting someone. I was assisting someone who had just moved mm-hmm. to, no, the air, nice to the area. And uh, I will say, you know, if we're not doing this pod or you're doing a solo pod in a month, it's because I got the virus at Ikea. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and from Ikea. Ay, ay, ay. Well, there is it worth some... It? <laughs> there is some hot off the press Big Brother news. I just broke it to Brett before we started recording, which is that Tyler and Angela of BB20 are engaged. Congratulations. Good for Big them. Congrats. Reports congrats. of their relationship's demise have been greatly exaggerated. Yeah, I saw like whisperings of this on our BB Twitter, and I just found it very hard to believe. I I don't know why people would believe that there would be trouble in paradise there. Come on. These two, has there ever been a couple that has been more intense in a way that honestly freaks me out a little bit, but it's clearly very real about each other? They are romantic partners and they're business partners. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there was like rumors that like she might have, you know, dilly dallied with a, no, a former I love. I don't believe it. Not for a yeah, second. Yeah, I mean... When you're that, um, like public facing and like which they are, they're not like a f- other BB alums who are like they'll like tweet on Twitter a little bit, like right. They're selling cookbooks. They're selling like necklaces with a little anchor on them because it's yeah. nautical themed. They're, they're out there too... and they're telling their story all the time. Granted, they're still allowed to break up or whatever, but of course. But there's just something about Tyler and Angela specifically where it's like. It really is what you see is what you get. Like, we don't have to be looking deeper for any clues here. They like each other. They're getting married. That's it. Sometimes it's that simple. Some like It's like people from high school when you see their pictures on Facebook, you're like, what? Oh, yeah, I guess you did just end up together. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Like Tom Jones said, it's not unusual. It is unusual. (laughs) Wait, okay. Well, Brett has a lot. Why don't you give the other Big Brother news first? So this is a few weeks old. Okay. Nicole Franzel and Victor, whose name I can't remember, last name I can't remember. Arroyo. Arroyo. Have a bun in the oven. And big congrats. Big congrats Hell yeah. to them. Now, I did, read, I did read up on this. There was some controversy. Because the announcement of like, oh, she's X many weeks in, people had to get out like those rulers that had a little slider <laughs> in the middle to do some math there and then look up the open crack the ninth grade AP biology textbook to be mm. like, where do babies come from? How long, <laughs> how long do they take? So there was just I think I think the timing was a bit of like. She obviously she got third place in BB twenty two, which means she was until the very last day. Seems right. like she got pregnant probably pretty shortly thereafter. I think people were as they are want to do again. Welcome to Hey Julie, BB Casuals podcast. <laughs> huge yeah. Franzel fans. As we ended the season, if you may remember, yeah. we're huge Nicole Franzel fans now. Yeah, we've gone the other we, way. We, we people stand. were looking to fucking be like, oh, did she like? 
sleep sneak out of the house. Yeah, or like I don't even remember who was on who who got to the final three. Who won Big Brother? 22? It was Meow Meow, Co- Cody, and oh yeah, um, did she like Francis. sleep with? Cody oh, or something trying, like. Oh my god! Yeah, that's like that doesn't rumor? make sense. She, you know, like she must have gotten pregnant before she left. It's like, no, that man. Is so funny. I don't. I'm not. I'm not gonna like go into like, uh, like cycles and and stuff. But <laughs> I'm sure it's all above board. All- I'm confident. <laughs> Listen, so all of the doubters and conspiracy theorists out there, put yourself in Nicole Ranzel and Victor Arroyo's place for a second. You've been you you're about to be newlyweds, but you've been separated not, from each not other. Not at the place where you booked the 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 uh, proceedings, though. Right? No, sure. <laughs> but you've been separated for months. Yeah. Your hormones are going crazy. You're finally reunited. I mean, come on, they're doing it every every which way. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't surprise me at all that she's pregnant. Good for them. Good for them. They're ready. You know what? Maybe that means we won't see any more of her. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It didn't stop Rachel Riley from popping yeah, up every now and then. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, but um, to our detriment, because we're huge Nicole Franzel fans on this pod. Yeah, exactly. We do. We stand by her. We are her number one defense. I mean, against the haters, <laughs> which is not not great for her, but because <laughs> we're not very good. But we're here for her. We're All like right, Giuliani. We, d- Pardon. We're like Giuliani. In terms yeah, of exactly. Defense. Like we're here for you, but maybe you should hire someone else. Yeah, <laughs> looks like my brain is bleeding black onto my face, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I totally forgot to bring this up, but I watched the catfish episode. Oh, that we were told on Twitter to watch, which stars Cowboy from Big Brother. So, Brett, have you ever seen an episode of Catfish? I mean, I might have seen like on like the soup or something like that with Joel McHale, (laughs) like maybe a clip of it. But uh, no, I haven't. I'm aware (laughs) of the conceit. So, yeah, the conceit is like people are dating someone that they met online. They're having a relationship with someone they've met online and haven't met in real life. And even though this show has been on now for like, a decade. <laughs> I mean, it's been on for so long. I didn't know Every it's season. still on. It, it oh, yes. Felt, it felt like a bit like Next. Remember that show Next on MTV? Yes. <laughs> where you're on a bus and it's like, yes. Next? You, you're next. <laughs> that one, the next person from the bus. It was just like, it felt like a very 2006 <sighs> dating show that was like, all right, well, we don't have people who look like this anymore. I just, just can't. I didn't know. It was, still, it was 2021. Yeah, I can't imagine Neve Shulman, who is the host, must be absolutely making bank for the fact that this show has been on for so long. Um, but so, yeah, it's about dating someone who you haven't seen. It's been on since forever. It, it When it premiered, it was a little weird that the person this, the, that the, the, I don't even know, the applicant is dating doesn't have a phone on their computer. I mean, doesn't have a camera on their computer. Can't, you know, FaceTime. At the time it premiered, that was suspicious. Yeah, I now, mean, it, it's 2007 or whatever. Yeah. Like the iPhone's only been out for a couple months, maybe. <laughs> right. But now it's just unforgivable. 
Yeah. And this, it's a recent season because they filmed this episode during like COVID-19 lockdown. So not only is it bizarre that the camera doesn't work, I guess, on this person's computer or phone, but they're all in lockdown. So the way this show is filmed is entirely on Zoom now. <laughs> they all have to Zoom together. I just, I haven't watched the show in so long. I watched the first couple seasons religiously because it was amazing. It was so incredible to watch people be confronted. And, you know, more often than not, it was just people who were self-conscious about the way they look. The people who were catfishing, who were committing yeah. the act. Once in a while, there was someone who was being nefarious, who was like trying to get revenge, you know, where the joke is like, you wronged me, so I'm going to make you think someone's in oh. love with you. Oh, okay. When actually it's me. So fuck you. You know, like there were a couple episodes like that. But most of the time it was a real person. It was just that they were like not an Abercrombie model. Oh, so, so it wasn't even like a scam. Like, I just assume it's all scammers. Like, no, oh, talk to this only lady. once in a while. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's More just someone who is like. a real relationship. Pardon. Oh, so, it, so there's like two people in a real relationship, but one person is just not really forthcoming about who they actually are. Exactly. Not in like a total, not in a scammy sense. Interesting. No, it's just that something's up, right? Like they're yeah. having this amazing, vulnerable, deep relationship, talking all the time, sharing in many secrets. So what do people say in the year of our Lord 2021 when they're like, camera's not working? Well, that's the thing. They My just FaceTime's skip over busted. It. They just don't even bring it up. They're just like, cause they, they've run out of excuses. So if there was a reason why this one's uh, camera didn't work, I don't remember hearing it in this episode. But so Cowboy calls into Neve Shulman, the host of Catfish and the new other host, who's this woman who's very beautiful, but I don't, I don't remember her name. Um, and she's a new host. And He's like, listen, I've been dating this girl. Things are going really well, but I'm suspicious. Because, Is it Ariel yeah, Vanderberg? Ariel Vanderberg. I wish. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> she won't show her face. She, we, we talk, but, but then I, and then he's like, also, I noticed she's friends with all these other reality stars. Oh. So is it like, is she just a deranged fangirl or is this a real relationship? And that's the episode. So here's the thing. This girl, maybe, has been talking with him. You know who else she's been talking with? Who they interview on Catfish? Mr. James Hewling. Oh, no. He's 16 and 18. Oh, no. And he's like, yeah, she is really... He's like, yeah, I'm also having a relationship with her. She sends me dirty pictures, but also won't talk to me on the phone. So yeah, I agree. She's suspicious. But don't stop sending the pictures, though. No, of course. Like, whatever. Aww. She's, like, picking so, on these, like, not quite intelligent and worldly <laughs> guys. Would we, yeah, we, we wouldn't perhaps call them geniuses. But so it's this, it's this girl. Everyone's suspicious. She's friends. She probably, you know, friended everyone who's ever been in the Big Brother house. She's a huge Big Brother fan. So, but they're trying to get in contact with her to actually talk with her. And she's being very evasive, right? I wonder if she listens but, to Hey Julie. I hope so. <laughs> Why didn't she friend us? Try to get into a relationship with you, Brett. <laughs> oh, no. I've got my wits about me. I can't get Manti Teo'd. <laughs> so they get in contact with her sister. Oh. And 
They're like, hey, we're trying to talk to your sister. She says that she's a big, big brother fan. You guys have watched it together. And she's in this relationship with Cowboy and James Hewling. And the sister says, I've never watched Big Brother with my sister in my life. We don't watch that show. (laughs) So then it's like, what the hell is going on? Why would she lie about this? Do you want me to tell you what it ends up being? Yes, I'm not going to (laughs) watch. Of course. So it turns out that this young, beautiful girl who's been messaging both James and Cowboy is real, but is ashamed because she is also bisexual. <laughs> what? That's the big reveal. That's the big reveal. The big reveal, because I guess Cowboy is religious. I don't know. But so she's like, I just didn't want to reveal my the fact that I have been in a relationship with a woman. What? And Yes. So they, oh, like God. she shows her face and they're like, well, why did your sister say you weren't a fan of Big Brother? And she's like, oh, my sister was covering for me. Covering for what? It didn't make any sense. It was such a like... The show Catfish forces you to take all these twists and turns to make you think like, oh, are they real or are they not? Yeah. But they're just the most nonsensical twists and turns. And this, Honestly, like, it's they, more shameful to be a Big Brother fan than to be bisexual. <laughs> oh, obviously. Obviously. There's nothing wrong with being bisexual, but there might be something wrong with you if you like Big Brother the way we do. I, in fact, I'm sure of it. A thousand percent. Um, so in the end, Cowboy is able to look beyond the fact that she has had relationship with women and wants to and is in a relationship with, with another guy like <laughs> another the like they don't bring that up <laughs> that's the part where i'm like well also james Hewling, and they don't even broach it at the end so i don't know did the person who wanted us to watch this episode of catfish just want it's like the it feels like the ring the tape in the ring where uh. it's like once you've seen it you have to keep it going otherwise you're gonna die you have to like explain I, it to someone else yeah, or exactly. else you're going to be so consumed with the the, <laughs> the psychic questions. weight of how stupid the, it was yes. that you just watched that you're going to die. And you know what? It worked because I just told you, Brett. So now I have to go. tell someone. Yeah, exactly. Choose your victim. follows. But can this just be a lesson in how dedicated I am to the Hey Julie listeners that I would take this very random <laughs> request and I did it, baby. I watched it. <laughs> thank you. A thank shattered you. nation thanks you. <laughs> so I think that's that's it for our Big Brother content this week. I think that's it. Um, I know you got to talk about some stonks. Oh, my gosh. I feel, well, though, in the flow of the pod, yeah, talking about um, a piece of f- visual medium so confounding and confusing and stupid that it might be good or it might be bad. I feel like we need to talk about a movie called Promising Young Woman. Okay, let's do Promising Young. Yeah, let's do like the actual visual stuff first and we should end on stonks. Okay. Send GameStop to the moon at the end. All right, yeah. Okay, so Promising Young Young Woman. And I said this last week, I'm saying it again. This is a spoiler zone. We gave everyone a week because you said you were going to go into spoilers. And I said, no, I'm kind of interested in watching it. Yeah. We gave everyone a week to watch it. I watched it. I have a very busy schedule. So if I found the time to watch it, then I know you guys have. So we're going to do a spoiler filled con- convo of his promising right. young woman. 
finally, long awaited, Promising Young Woman, a movie I saw the trailer four months ago and I said to myself, sign me up. This is right up my alley. A girl gets... A girl gets to go, not undercover, but, you know, she tricks guys into taking her home and then she kills them. I love it. And then one January evening, I sat down and I watched it. And that is not what happens. I do not respect this movie. Oh, interesting. I don't respect it. And I didn't like it. Not one bit. There was nothing about it I liked. Nothing. I didn't like the soundtrack. I didn't like the art direction. I did not like Carrie Mulligan's performance. I didn't like the script. I didn't like Bo Burnham as the doctor. I hated the ending. I have a lot of issues with this movie. All right, go ahead. What'd you think? So I actually went to this movie with not really much uh, feeling. Like, I, didn't, I don't know. I, I didn't think it was going to be good or bad or anything. I thought it was all right. I thought it was all right. I thought it had some, I thought it had some issues. Okay. I thought the script had some some stuff going on in it. There was a lot of like anytime characters talk, they're like, "Yeah, but when that thing happened to you at med school five years ago <laughs> at the place that we met with each other, like they always have to like put like a full paragraph of like remember the time when we did the of like just yeah. expository stuff." Um, the ending is tough. The ending is really. Let's challenging. Just say, let's, let's walk it out for people and just in case to remind them. Okay, so Carrie Mulligan plays like a 30-year-old barista who's best who was in med school and she dropped out. While she was in med school, her bestest friend from since she was a little kid gets sexually assaulted at a party and afterwards commits suicide. So since then, and then the and the college didn't do anything about it, and the guy who did it never like suffered any consequences. She tried to tell people and no one did anything about it. Um, and so she dropped out and, you know, it was like really sad because this promising young, and it happens and it's horrible. So like this part, like it, the base, that's the problem. The basis for the movie, I'm like, I'm on board. Sign me up. I want to see what happens after this. Yeah, I want to see what this like vengeful best friend does. But that's kind of the extent of it. Like the, the mm-hmm. kernel of the idea is there. It's made by, a, I believe, a first-time writer-director who I think deservedly will get second looks. We'll get to make something oh, cool yeah. after this. I'm not trying to... Emerald Fennel can go have a great career. I'm pretty sure that's what her name is. <laughs> but she wrote on, like, Killing Eve, and she plays um, Camilla in The Crown. Cool. And, yeah, Emerald Fennel, great name. Such a British name. I don't know. I I think I'm going to get flack for this next opinion, but I'm just going to say it. Yeah. I think this might be really red hot and controversial. Okay. But this movie was written. This is an American movie. Okay. Written by such a British person. And the lead actress is is so British that that was a big problem. It just didn't work. I'm sorry. It didn't. Yeah. Um, you know, this is this is definitely the podcast about critiquing um, non-American actresses, American <laughs> <laughs> dialects. And I'm not American, so I, I no, feel you're like North I, it's okay American. for me to say that. You're North American yeah. scum, baby. You could pass. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I so this- I thought the the directing was like 
it was very Zach Braffy to me to bring back another mm. to bring back another hey, just like hey Julie, <laughs> you know, crown jewel. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, there was a show called Scrubs and the lead is dating <laughs> is dating Florence Pugh now. Yeah, that's the more important thing. Uh, it was it was very Zach Braffy and that it was like cool. You're like a showy young director who kind of has 18 cool ideas for shots and moments in the movie, but like not enough to fill out like a full hour and 50 minute long movie. And there you have a lot of these moments in here where there's like a cool slow-mo walk or there's a cool shot or there's this or that. And then in between, there's like a whole lot of nothing. And then there's just this circuitous plot. And and then it ends in a very, very like confronting and troubling way, which the more I think about the ending, I'm like, all right, I actually kind of forgive the ending. No, the thing that I will never forgive it that gets that kind of bothers me. And I try to unpack with a friend a bit the other night is what was her plan? Like, what does she do with the guys? Like, when what is she's, she actually doing? Yeah, like, she gets drunk. No, she pretends to get drunk, and then she takes a guy home, and right when he's about to, like, do something to her, she's like, ha-ha, I'm not drunk. And yeah. she, like, she doesn't, like, get them fired from their job. She doesn't get them arrested. She doesn't do anything. She kind of just lectures them and is like, you did a bad thing. But she has this like burn book of like the guys she's got. And it's like very multicolored, like neon, like, ooh, she's taking it back, uh, taking the power back. But, uh, But like she doesn't do anything to any of these guys other than like slightly embarrass them, which- right. I don't know. Like, I thought she would be like killing these guys or something like that. That's I don't what I know. Yeah. And I totally, I thought the same thing. I was talking with my husband and my friend while we were watching over FaceTime with the friend. Don't worry, I'm not having people over. But um, I was saying like, we were thinking, oh, okay, so maybe blue means she like castrates them and red means she kills them yeah. and black means, you know, she just slashed them as a warrant. Like we were trying to figure out or what- Or she it, like broadcast but, it live or whatever. So yeah, everyone saw this person- but, no, yeah. I think you're right. She doesn't do... That's what's so disappointing. She doesn't do anything. She just tells them like, hey, what you're doing is wrong. It's kind of toothless. <laughs> it's weird. It's like toothless in the wrong moments. It's yeah. toothless where it's supposed to have teeth. And then at the end, spoilers, she like concocts this situation where she confronts her friend's rapist and then he murders her. Yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't even get to slice him at all. Well, that's here's she just the thing. Delivers a speech. <laughs> it's so bad. It's like an SVU. <laughs> it was so bad. And here's why I actually did it. I was like very shocked by the ending because it's not like he doesn't like shoot her. He fucking strangles her for like two fucking minutes, and you're just sitting there watching it. And it's very, it's tough. It's such a to weird watch. choice. Well, and it's such a weird choice because as I said last week, when you were scared to watch it. I was like, don't worry, there's no, there isn't any sexual violence, which is great. We love that. We don't need to see that. There's just the most intimate form of murder possible. Yeah, it's such a strange choice for, for, they were clearly like, they didn't want to show that, which I applaud. But then to be like, eh, we'll show this, I guess for shock value, um, I thought was so weird. 
I was just baffled. I was baffled by the ending. It was tough. I excuse it. We must explain. We have to, because if people haven't seen it, they're going to be so confused. We told, we warned them so many times. I know, but that's why we should say point by point. So to get revenge, she dresses up like a stripper and goes to the rapist's bachelor party where all the guys are like, whoa. And she's like, come up to me for, with me for a private dance. And so he does. So they're alone. She turns on the music. All the guys are downstairs partying and she's upstairs alone with the guy. She is going to carve her best friend's initials into his belly, which I thought was awesome. I was like, (laughs) I thought hopefully that was what she was doing the whole time. You know, like that to me is great because it's not it's she's not killing them, but it's still like a very fun revenge that warns off other women, you know? Yeah. So. So that's what I was hoping. I was hoping she would at least get to get carving, but not even he kills her. And then Max Greenfeld hated this casting. I hated this. It's just like, what was what was the point of this movie? Okay, so it's so funny, this I is guess. The, po- the point of the movie that I took away because I'm trying to examine the full text of this. Because okay. there's like a fucking 15 minute coda of like the detectives come in and people are getting interviewed, like trying to investigate her disappearance and death and all this stuff. The movie keeps going for a bit after she gets fucking <laughs> mur- after the main character gets murdered. And I'm trying to take that into consideration, take into the full text. What I believe the movie to be about, because that's kind of the only thing that I can pull from it, is it's about a chick who wants to die. And it's about her mm. and her whole plan was to and her whole plan was to die and her whole, you know, so much of the imagery in the movie and something they talk about is like you being one person. And when the and when you are sexually assaulted, that person goes away forever and never comes back. And when she, she witnessed her friend get raped, that the girl that she knew forever disappeared and didn't come didn't come back and she was a shell of herself and then she killed herself and when her friend killed herself she became a shell of herself and her, her parents even say to her that girl who you were isn't there isn't coming back we have the the constant imagery of these two necklaces they're these two like half hearts that she and her friend shared and the hearts are not complete without each other and the final moment of the movie she's texting the Bo Burnham character you know, from the grave, she had like scheduled out some texts somehow. <laughs> and the final thing is like, you fucked love. I forget her her character's name. I, I remember the other character's Cassie. name. Oh yeah, Cassie and Nina. It's like, you fucked. Peace out, bitch. Yeah. Love Cassie and Nina. And it's like, that was, that's what I think the movie was about. It kind of does it in a roundabout way. It kind of thinks it's like this one movie or it's about it's about getting revenge on guys who are about to be rapists or whatever. But it's actually about a woman trying to reconnect with her best friend who's dead. And her only way of doing so is this like trail of justice that results in her own planned murder. Well, I, I and that's I, how she becomes whole again is by getting killed herself. I don't think it's are, great, but that's that's what I pulled from it. You are so much more generous than I am with this movie. Because here's what I saw. A big fat mess. This was a mess. And I hated the ending. Because as you just, I hate, the word you just used was justice. There's no justice in this movie. The movie I wanted to see was that revenge movie you were just talking about. Instead, I saw, perfect word that you used earlier, toothless. Because, I'm sorry, as we all know, the cops 
aren't doing shit about this. Yeah. So why am I supposed to feel good at the end when the cops show up? We already, we know that they're going to interview them and be like, uh, you know, just boys being boys. Yep. Wipe my hands clean of this one. <laughs> like, why would we think suddenly the cops are going to take this seriously? Like, it, this character would not place that much power in for the cops to exactly make it right. after she's been so disappointed by the by institutions yeah. that should have been protecting her and her friend this entire time. And I I think what's also like really troubling too about the main character getting murdered, like we see that happen in movies where like the the protagonist accomplishes their goal, but they've also they've also done enough to justify their own death. Like if she had actually legitimately killed six guys throughout the course yeah. of this, whose only granted serious crime was attempting to take home a woman who was too drunk. Mm -hmm. Her, her death would actually be justified in like film language. Right. Right. Where it's like, She'd have okay, done something. Yeah. Like, that happens. I'm trying to think of an example right now where it's like a, a heroic character sort of like, even though they do acts of heroism, they also do. She's an antihero. They do acts of non-heroism that justify their own death. And it's like, OK, raping people is very, very bad and it's mm -hmm. horrible. And that's like what she's doing. But she's also like entrapping all of these guys and murdering them who I'm not defending them or anything, but like that would be construed as bad. Like she would be, you know, she would be thrown in jail forever for murdering seven or eight people. Like if that's what she did throughout the movie and then she dies, it, it would probably feel a lot more justified, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, totally. Um, it would just, well, it would feel more satisfying, but she doesn't do any of that. She doesn't do anything in this movie except and it feels dance unfair in a pharmacy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it like feels, <laughs> it's weird. It feels unfair that she, sort of sacrifices her, herself in this weird way without exacting really any sort of revenge at all in this two-hour movie that's, like, supposed to be about revenge. It's supposed yeah. to be this, like, candy-colored pop. Like, what's the song that they dance to in the pharmacy? It's like Paris a, par it's like a Paris, yeah. And it's getting all this... It's getting, like, written up as, like, what a brilliant scene. And I'm, like, and brilliant song choice. I was like, I hated this. This was so lame. Yeah, it's like this candy-colored pop like oh we're dancing to the Paris Hilton song and stuff but we're like ripping guys dicks off but they don't do any of that stuff they don't do it so they didn't get strangled it. to death <laughs> you didn't earn it is all I can say it wasn't earned and here's one last thing I'm just gonna say I saw that Margot Robbie was a producer on the movie Margot Robbie should have played the lead you know they wrote it for her she was offered the part she said eh, I don't have the time but Boy, I'm mate, busy, I'm doing the it. fantabulous life of the fantabulous <laughs> birds of prey. Yeah, but I'll produce it, and we'll throw we'll throw someone great in the lead role. And I think Carrie Mulligan is a wonderful actress, but I just did not like her portrayal of this. She has such a heavy presence that I thought it needed something. It just needed a little more light. I thought she was. I mean, I thought she no. was good, and it, I mean, she's an interesting no. actress. I don't know. Margot Robbie is like, she's like perfect. way too. Yeah, I don't know, but she's like way too like, yeah, like perfect movie star. But that's why I thought she'd be so good in this because to see her I'm, like down, down, and you know, down and out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't believe. I 
I don't believe when Tom Cruise or like Brad Pitt are down and out or whatever. Like she's like that. I don't know. Car- Carrie Mulligan's like a brilliant. Like wasn't she nominated for an actress or for an Oscar for an education or something education. like that? I don't know. She seems. I don't know. I just her voice is too low. Her energy is too heavy. Her American accent is not good enough. That's. I thought I she like was her. good. I thought she was. Pretty- I like her. I really do. I, I, thought, I don't know. Whatever. I thought either was fine. I didn't really. I, I did not like think that it was bad choice at all. Like I definitely saw that she, Margot Robbie, had produced it. I thought it would have been a different movie. It would have been a way different movie. I thought it would have probably would, been a worse movie with. No, it would have been better. I think. Also, then you have to like it's Margot Robbie, man. You got to like cast much. You can't cast Margot Robbie. Can't be kissing Bo Burnham in a fucking well, movie. Well, that's why I think it would have made more sense. You got to get like obsessed with her even when she spits she literally spits in his coffee and he drinks it i think it would have made more sense it's like a much more a-list movie and i think i don't know it feels a it feels and i think carrie mulligan is I don't, she's not i don't know yeah i think we it's a different movie, movie with, a mess i think it's yeah, fair to say right yeah I just think it's a I think it's like a very different movie if it has like sort of that like triple A like big not blockbuster but like a really huge it would be a huge movie if she was if Margot Robbie was in it. It'd be it would like, have needed a lot more rewrites and that's what it needed. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, but listen, this being said, I support Emerald Fennel in her in her career. I can't wait to see what she does next. Like this movie was a big disappointment for me, but that doesn't mean that she doesn't have some more tricks up her sleeve. The promise of this movie was there. It just didn't deliver for me. So listen, I've said my piece. People have loved this segment. (laughs) I know, especially if they didn't see this movie. We told them. Um, We gave them a week since fucking notice. I know. Should we watch a, uh, a big, we went from, you know, dark, edgy, indie movie should we go to the most mainstream of mainstreams wandavision hell yeah all right so what the hell is going on in this show i'm all caught up well i think the fourth episode i think the fourth episode clears things up a bit does it yeah okay i don't think it does because the fourth okay so third episode Let's just rewind a Who second. Who cares? Nothing even happens in the third episode. So the, the fucking final The third final episode, they're in the sixth season. They're in color and Wanda has twi- twins. Great. And yeah. uh, Siona Paris's character is ejected from the bubble. Right. And so fourth episode, we're in present day. My girl Kat Dennings is there. Yeah. From Thor. Kat. Yeah. From Thor. Are we getting... Natalie Portman in the end of this movie? I don't know. I doubt she's it. She's in Thor. They're shooting Thor 4 right now. And she's in, in Australia, it? mate. Yeah, she's. they're reviving her character and she becomes Thor, like Lady Thor or something like that. Interesting. Yeah. Thor is crazy. You know, and if people follow me on TikTok, they know I watched the Avengers Endgame for Brett. <laughs> and I mean, I watched an hour and a half of it. And you I watched the wrong it. fucking one. <laughs> I couldn't take it. I was like, what the hell? It's the same feeling I feel watching WandaVision. I'm like, who are these people? What are they doing? <laughs> and like, why is it happening? Um, so anyway, we're in present day 
and we're at SWORD, <laughs> the SWORD headquarters, <laughs> which stands for like super wizard, Who cares? <laughs> like operating. Who cares? <laughs> like, I want to talk about the guy who's like the boss of SWORD, who's like every scene, he's like, get me those coordinates, stat. We need 30 men on the ground now. <laughs> get me a sit rep now. <laughs> And he's in every fucking scene and he just walks in and is, whether it's with Kat Dennings or Tiona Paris, he's like, we need boots on the ground. I need reconnaissance now. Where's the intel? <laughs> what a fucking horrible character. I hate I, it. I mean, well, what is Kat Dennings' job? She she's like a she's scientist. Like, she's a scientist? In Thor 1, okay. Thor colon 1, yeah. She yeah, and Natalie Portman and like Stellan Skarsgård are like, they like, they're like astrophysicists or whatever. And then right. Thor comes She's down and he's like, Natalie Portman, let's make out. And then the movie ends. I like Kat Dennings a lot. I always enjoy her. Um, but I just couldn't, she's like, yeah, in, in WandaVision, she's like, let's do this experiment. We're going to point this satellite at like this fence. <laughs> and, and once we do that, we're going to be able to talk to Wanda through the radio. And then they do. <laughs> so I guess she's a really good scientist. I think it's, I think it's, a bit, I thought the episode was like illuminating what's going on, which is that there's clearly some sort of like, mental force field going on with with our girl the scarlet witch and it's right. somehow taking the form of of sitcoms from the 60s and 70s here's my question yeah. so vision is dead right oh yeah he's dead but how is that possible for him to be dead because he is a machine uh i don't know can't well, no, remove? well, he was no, well, so like, ah, oh, god damn it, I hate that I know this. <laughs> so like, he's the AI from Tony Stark's like first like suits and stuff, but yes, then he was brought to that. life with one of the Infinity Stones, the Yellow Stone, which I believe is mm -hmm. the Mind Stone. I might be wrong. Don't at me, internet. <laughs> Um, I know all about the stones now. So if you, you fucking watched Infinity War, the movie I told you to watch, and not the first hour of the movie I didn't tell you to watch. <laughs> so at end the end game. of it, end game, Infinity War, your boy, Josh Brolin, <laughs> collects all the all the <laughs> stones. And one of the yeah. stones is in vision. That's like what makes him alive. Is like he's like this the stone is like what powers him. And he mm -hmm. rips it from his dome. And that's why there's that, that one shot where, where she's looking at Vision and it's like his fucking corpse is talking to her and the front, front right. half of his face is all ripped off. Yes, like, yes. Totally. He dies. You also didn't catch the fucking snap thing. Thanos snaps his hands and yes. everybody, half of the people turn to dust. I remember, yeah. He does this before that happens. So when he... So when they undo the snap in Endgame, you probably didn't even get that far. Or no, you got that far a little bit. Like no, fucking Ant-Man came back or whatever. That doesn't bring back people who died before. Vision died before by non-snap means. Right. Well, I, I so just don't see why they couldn't. 
like grab a USB cord and plug it into his head. Yeah, or make a new one. Yeah, sure. Like get Tony. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Tony backs everything up because he was just like the AI that like Tony had that was like turned into like some sort of, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah. Does he, they have a Dropbox Pro account? They get two terabytes of storage. <laughs> you think they sword would? Also, I just couldn't get over sword headquarters. Sorry, it was just so funny because you know they like it took ten writers a day to be like, all right, we have to fill out the acronym sword. What words do we use? I think that's in the comics because there's shields, right. and it's like a yeah. co thing of shield, sword and shield. Ugh, okay. come on, mom. <laughs> Anyway, so we're outside of Westview and we see that like, I don't know, Wanda's in trouble. The Scooby gang has to get her out. Isn't that what's going on? Is she? Well, I mean, at the end, Tiona Paris is like, it's Wanda. It's all Wanda. Like, is she in trouble or is she causing the trouble? doing it. Right. Is Wanda buried underground? No, I think Wanda, I think Wanda is there and she's like causing this like massive, like hallucinate, like hallucination, alternate reality thing that she's in control of, except for she might not even be aware of how control of it she is. And here's another question I have. Is Wanda supposed to have an accent? (laughs) Yes. Isn't she? She's Russian, right? She's Sokovian, obviously. Oh, sorry. <laughs> a, made up, a made up country that they created so it could get destroyed. So, like, right. yeah, her and fucking Aaron Taylor Johnson are in the Age of Ultron movie and they have these thick, like, Eastern European accents. And then as the movies go on, she's more and more just like, you know, Jenny, no, Jenny, Jenny from the block, you know, just hanging out. <laughs> Well, and that was the other thing during Endgame. They do call it out. Brie Larson plays Captain Marvel. In the first scene, long hair. A couple scenes later, oh, short yeah. little pixie cut. Oh, yeah. Why did that happen? <laughs> much like, I think much like uh, our friend on the Catfish show, she mm-hmm. has, she does not, she has a different sexual identity than the mainstream. I think. So, what? But that I think Captain mean- Marvel in the. What I'm trying to say is, I think canonically in the comics, Captain Marvel is gay. I think and so they're great. like, well, let's give her a haircut. I don't know oh why. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying. I, <laughs> well, it just seems like a really inopportune time to go get a haircut because, especially such a dramatic one. I think she should, she needed to take a minute to consult. As someone who hasn't had a haircut in like seven months, they're just. They're very busy. They have to get all of these stones. They have to go back in time in several different time zone, like dimensions, meeting all these people. The mountain time zone, the central time zone, <laughs> Greenwich well, Mean so, Time. Look, I'm so, I'm just anything Marvel. I guess I just have to accept. I'm confused. When it was when Wandavision was just episodes of tv from the 60s i was like okay i get this the boss is coming over for dinner <laughs> so you now, just want that yeah but now I, and especially you shouldn't have told me to go watch that movie because now i'm just like what the hell is this 
Paul, it would have been helpful if you watched the movie I told you to watch. Well, because I thought I was doing you a favor because I was like, well, don't do me any favors. (laughs) I was like, instead of watching the one Brett told me to watch, I'm going to watch because that one was the second last one. I was like, I'll watch the last one because that'll get me all caught up. I wasn't. I didn't fucking misspeak. I knew what movie I was telling you to watch. The one that Vision and Wanda are in. Vision gets his head ripped off at the end of it. And Wanda is in the end game for like two seconds. Like when they do the whole like girl power fucking. You didn't even get to that part of the movie. No, no, I didn't. Because I was like, like, fuck this. I'm watching catfish the movie was on the movie was on for an hour and 40 minutes and it still had an hour and 40 minutes to go that's when danny says no more (laughs) i go to bed now all right we need before we end this we need to talk about gamestop please educate so did you did you buy any no oh well i'm going to so you're going to buy it hell yeah (laughs) and you haven't bought any yet no, I You're going to lose I, money. Don't buy it. I'm not going to lose money. Yes, you are going to lose money. If you're doing this no. a full two weeks after it fucking happened, you're going to lose money. No, so here's a, just to get everyone up to speed, even though I'm sure everyone knows. A huge <laughs> subreddit on Reddit called Wall Street Bets decided they're going to um, buy oh all God. of the GameStop shares because they found out hedge funders are trying to short the cat GameStop, which in, GameStop in, stock in English, when you short a stock, you're buying this, you're betting that the stock goes down. You make a yeah. profit if the stock goes down versus normal stock buying. You make money if the stock goes up. And they just all decided we're not going to take this shit anymore. We hate Wall Street. We hate hedge funders. We're going to we actually make the stock GameStop. stock go up. So everyone bought a bunch of it, and then they their plan was to do GameStop and AMC and possibly Nokia and all these like Blackberry. stupid things. Pardon? <laughs> Blackberry. Blackberry. All these things that like no one uses, right? But you know, oh they're standing God. up for the little guy, I guess. But so anyway, no, I couldn't. I tried to buy, but I had to open a Canadian, like I had to get this Canadian app. There's no Robin Hood in Canada, okay? So I had to download Wealth Simple and then stupid. Well, simple was I tried to put money in it and they were like, this will take three business days. So Thursday, Friday, tomorrow. It's so you don't Wednesday, buy Thursday, stupid Friday. stuff. It's like buying a gun. It's like, all right, you can buy a gun, yeah. but they're going to give it to you in three days. So you cool exactly. off if you really want to kill your in-laws or whatever. Totally. But it's doing the opposite where instead of making me not want to buy it, now I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy even more. <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to lose your money. So right now GameStop is at tomorrow it's gonna go up. It's gonna go up crazy. Oh, right now it's at it? like 328 bucks, I think. I'm looking like this that. up right now. It's at 325. Oh, see, so yeah, that's pretty close. It's at 325. So oh my god. It's so true. Brett is actually right. Don't follow in my footsteps. The fact is, you can't put any money into stocks like this that you aren't okay with losing because chances are it's gonna crash at some point. But um I just, I feel like I want to do it. What can I say? Why don't you buy, do you own any stocks, Danielle? Do you, are you invested in your future? Are you invested in your retirement? I'm invested in my retirement, but no, I don't own any stocks. Why don't you just buy stock in a company that's like going to do well? Like, Why don't you put money in a mutual fund that's just like going to make money for you 
for the next 30 years. Fucking do the research. Don't buy a shitty (laughs) fucking video game retailer. I I I have a hot take. Okay. GameStop stop. GameStop stock, blah, 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 <laughs> was $4 for a fucking reason. It's a video <laughs> oh, game yeah. retailer. First of all, I love GameStop. That's where I got my PS5 from. Bless the GameStop gods for having a PS5 in stock when I went to the website and got one. Bless them. It's $5 for a fucking reason. Because they're in malls. Malls don't even exist anymore. There's a whole mm-hmm. corner of the internet devoted to people just going to abandoned malls that were built in 1995 and stuff. They have a horrible business. Brick and mortar stores don't exist anymore. People don't even buy physical game discs anymore. Yeah. And people hate have hated GameStop for decades because when you buy a game and you want to trade it into GameStop, it's like the fucking pawn shop meme where it's like you buy a game that's $60, you play through it, and like the next week you try to return it and get some cash back. They're like, best I could do is 25 cents. <laughs> There's a reason why this company is valued at four dollars. No, yeah. I understand the point of like sticking okay. it to the fucking hedge fund managers. Great, bankrupt all of them, and then throw them in jail. I love it, but in the end, you're going to be this stock. I promise you, is going to come crashing back down to oh, fucking four dollars, and it's going to oh, be coming sure. sooner rather than later. You're like eight days late on this. You should have bought this a fucking week ago. I'm sorry, I'm ranting. I'm not trying to fucking mansplain this shit to you, but I am. Sit down. (laughs) It's going to come crashing down and then you're going to own a stock that was supposed to be $4. You're going to own AMC. Nobody goes to movies anymore and I don't go to AMCs. I go to the Arclight, baby. (laughs) Blackberry. How many Blackberries you see out there? None. Everybody has an iPhone. Or Android. Like you're buying, like these stocks were being shorted for a reason. And I find it absolutely admirable to fucking go after and tank these people and have them lose billions of dollars. I am all for that. But at the end of the day, you're going to lose a lot of money and then you're going to own stock in these companies. It's like, oh, I'm going to fucking buy like fucking like. Montgomery Ward stock. Like, what's some shit that's gone out of business fucking 20 years ago? Like, buy stock and buy Apple stock. Don't you like Vegas? You love Vegas. I love love, Vegas. Don't you like to gamble? I love to pick up those dice and blow on them and go seven for daddy. (laughs) This is the same thing. It's like, to me, of course, there's no strategy involved. There's no guarantee. Of course, it's going to (laughs) crash. But it's the same thing. It's the thrill, baby. How high is it going to go? I don't know. Listen, tomorrow I might wake up and it's going to be, you know, GameStop's going to, it's probably, I bet it's going to hit a thousand. It is one million percent not going to hit a thousand dollars. Maybe not tomorrow, but in general, I do think it will. Because everyone, every idiot like me is going to go buy some. Because, because everyone like on the internet is like, oh, hold the line, hold the line. We got to make sure this keeps going up. The bottom's going to fall out and everyone's going to sell their stock instantly. Oh, I would. All it takes, it's fucking human nature. Exactly. Everyone's still a human being and it's definitely has fluctuations in the last week. But when it seems like the floor falls out, everyone's going to go out. There's going to be no unity behind, stick behind the stock. 
no. The stock market, but, here's the thing. There is the gambling side of the stock market where it's like, I'm going to throw $4,000 in the stock in this week, in one week, and I'm going to hope it doubles or triples or whatever. The stock market is an instrument made by rich people to create more wealth for themselves. The stock market yeah. always goes up. It, the yeah, there's definitely, wins. it goes up slower. It sometimes goes up slower or definitely there's off years. There's depressions, there's recessions. The Wall Street, Wall Street, the stock market is an instrument for rich people to grow their wealth. It's not gambling. When I play roll the dice, that is gambling because there's two dice and seven is the most likely is the most likely occurrence on a die. It comes up 25% of the time. And if you roll a seven during a certain part of the game, you automatically lose. You're playing with chance there. There is no chance. There's individual chance to the stock market on any day. There's individual chance to it. But in general, there isn't chance. If you invest in smart things, if you trust that rich people care about getting more rich and you just throw your money out in the same places as them and you just let time go by, you are going to amass wealth yourself. And that's why you should invest and you should make a retirement fund. Everyone out here should make a retirement fund. Think about your future, put a little bit of your paycheck in there. And I promise you, you're going to make money. It's not gambling. You're promising yourself more wealth. Yeah. Listen, I'm not putting my life savings into this. I was thinking of buying one share. <laughs> like it's not going to make or break my life over here, but Let's be real. Tomorrow, the price, I was going to buy it at 320 If tomorrow it goes up anything past that, I'm not going to do that. I think you're really overlooking the fact that I'm very risk averse. So <laughs> I'm not going to buy it if it's that much more expensive. Instead, I'm going to take the money that I've been waiting to finally get put into my wealth simple, and I'm probably going to put it into something very boring. What's the capital gains uh, tax like in up up north? It's bad. It's the same. I think it's similar because it, what is like it? Forty yeah, percent in, in a short term capital gain. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. We've <laughs> had the greatest fucking podcast ever. <laughs> the people love it. They came here for Tangela getting engaged, and we're now arguing about fucking short term capital gains tax. After we spoil the movie. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> I got, I'm lit. Aren't you glad we saved this bit for the end? Wow. Brett we should have done it at the beginning. To. You know, everyone in my life who I asked, like, hey, should I buy GameStop? You know what they said, Brad? Yeah, sure. Go for it. No, they all said, no, read a book. <laughs> and <laughs> I said no to all of them. What makes you think I'm going to say yes to you? Take some money. Just put it in a fucking, like, mutual fund full of, like, tech stocks. You're going to do fine. In 20 oh, years, you're going to have a lot more money than you put in Apple. What? Yeah, you should have bought some Apple. I could still buy Apple. We could all still buy Apple. It's cheaper than GameStop right now. Tesla, you know. <laughs> That's artificially too high, yeah. Um, guys, no, seriously. Thank you for listening. Don't worry about me and my money. I'm probably not going to buy it tomorrow. But if I do, I'll let you guys know. I want you um, to buy it. I want you to tell me. I want you to talk to me about life share. in the fast Is one lane. share that big a deal it's, if it's $320? Like, obviously, that's not an insignificant amount, but it's also like, I'm not spending any money right now. So, you know, to just feel something. 
and but like but it's gonna go but like when are you gonna sell what are you gonna sell i would sell at um the second it doubled okay so you're hoping it gets to 650 yeah when are you gonna sell sell. when are you gonna sell coming down when are you gonna say set your loss and just say like i can't take any more losses oh immediately i would sell so if it goes it, we're at 325. <laughs> so if it goes to 320, you're like, fuck it, I'm out. Oh, absolutely. Yes. No, the second it doubled, I would sell. Okay. Cause I would be like, this, I would be like, oh my gosh, I made twice my money. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Why would of course I would. Okay. All right. So does that make you feel better about me doing it? Yeah, I mean, I'm very interested, <laughs> but like the stock market. Always is like fluctuating every moment of the day. It's like you're gonna put in yeah, three twenty five. Sell. I don't. I don't care. I would sell. I'm more concerned about when you're gonna get out. When you're gonna three. So you're you're willing to lose fifty like twenty five or fifty dollars on it. Oh, I hope not. No, I'm not willing to lose any money. Are you gonna like sell it instantly if it goes down? So, <laughs> yes. So hold on. So what what price did we say it's at? Sorry, it's at three twenty five. So it's at three twenty five. All right. Okay. Three. Oh, okay. Say it's three twenty eight. Yeah. You check on it. You buy it at three twenty eight, and then yeah. a few hours later, it's at three fifteen. Yeah. What do you do? No, I'll say at three fifteen. Okay. I'll hold. <laughs> okay, three ten. Hold. Three oh five. Hold. Three. I sell. You're out. You're out. Yeah, I'm out. Okay. I'm not going into two hundred. And then no, you're gonna see. You know, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you can write off the losses on your taxes. Yeah. So there. See, like I said, I'm very risk averse. Yeah. All is right. it immediate is when you're do, when you're using? Here, listen. Look, I'm an idiot. Is it immediate if you say like, no, sell? Can you just push the button and you sell? Essentially, yeah. I mean, okay, it's not great. like it's not like sending a tweet. Like someone someone has to buy the stock, but yeah, like there's right. enough volume on it that yeah, someone will buy a single stock pretty instantly. Yeah. So that's what I would do. I want you to live tweet this. Okay, well, we'll see tomorrow. So here's another question for you. I can't believe we're still recording. <laughs> we, should be, we should just be talking to each other right now. No. <laughs> I can't believe we're still recording. Now everyone knows what we like sound like when we're just talking to each other. Okay, so here's a question for you. So tomorrow, <laughs> when I have the money, when I can actually buy something... Will it already have gone up by the time markets open? Yeah, because so, there's have, after hours. There's after hours trading, and I, 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 you could probably look that up too. So if you like pay for a specific kind of like extra account, there you can do like after hours trading. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't have that. Yeah, no, but also like so the price it's been 48 hours, so it's like that it's been on the like off the market, but there's been after hours trading, and who knows? Like tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, it's so it's at three twenty. It's at three twenty-five. It could just open at two fifty tomorrow. Like it doesn't open at three twenty-five and then go somewhere. Like it could just open at a fucking different. I don't know that much about it, but it could very much open at a completely different price, either higher or lower. I think it's going to open. You higher, better hope it open. It open. You better hope it opens lower. I hope so. I'd love to buy the dip, but I have a strict. I'm not spending more than three hundred and fifty bucks if it's that high. So no, I'll just pass. Have you? Have you run this expense by the man of the house? Oh, I yeah, he was all in. He's the only other person. Everyone else was telling me like, don't do it, don't do it. And he was like, yeah, sure. And when I was like, when I was like, oh, well, 
should we put this much? I said, like, you know, a small amount. He was like, let's do double. I was like, no. <laughs> you can also buy fractional shares. Like, I mean, I don't know what, about your about the app that you're using or whatever, but you can buy fractional right. shares as well now, too. So, yeah, no, I'm very careful with money. That's why I find this very exciting, because I really don't I don't usually waste money like this. <laughs> I just can't wait so you're like i put in 350 dollars and now i have fucking 57 dollars 17 17 cents and then <laughs> what is what is it that you own in the end you own a failing brick and mortar fucking video game shop that sells discs when yeah, literally the playstation and stuff I... they don't even have disc drives anymore okay but how are you gonna feel if i buy at 250 and it shoots up to a thousand. Hmm? You better fucking pay me back for the for the microphone <laughs> I bought you. <laughs> well, we'll see, guys. We have got to end this episode. I thank you for listening. Send in your stock questions at Hey Julie BB. <laughs> yeah, send us your questions at Hey Julie BB. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week. Bye, Julie. Bye, Julie. <laughs>